Yes, welcome in one and all to the Full 10 Yards at Betting Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We've made it, everyone. We've made it. It is week one. Thursday night football is just a mere few hours away. And we may be sweating our nuts off in our respective <laughs> rooms, but we will be making the bookie sweat for the next 23 or whatever it is weeks, uh, giving you the best bets uh, for each week. So we'll be coming to you live every Thursday from 6.30 on YouTube. So give us a subscribe, give us a tick the bell and all that other stuff that all the other YouTubers say to do. You know, same thing things apply here uh, and if you've got any best bets throughout the week or you've got any comments or anything you'd like to see anything that we perhaps don't do on a weekly basis that you'd like to see introduced make sure you leave it in the comments and we'll obviously take that feedback on uh, and yeah obviously we want to we want to we're providing a service to you guys out there that do watch and listen uh, so obviously we want to make it relevant and something that you guys want to listen to as well so joining me for those next said 23 or however many weeks it is is mr adam wolford how you doing adam um, fantastic, mate. Yeah, very much looking forward to this. Obviously, a long nine months between, sorry, seven months, not nine months, long seven months between Super Bowl and the start of the season. And yeah, raring to go tonight. Uh, not looking forward to tomorrow morning after uh, the first first day in the new job after an NFL game should be interesting. But uh, yeah, other than that, all good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, your first couple of words out your mouth there, your tone of the voice didn't really match the words that came out. But well, <laughs> We'll we'll let <laughs> try try again try try again. How, how are you doing, Adam? You all right? I am amazing. There we go. Come on, bring that bring that energy, bring those vibes. That's what that's, that's I, I don't I don't do happiness or positivity. <laughs> you know that. Uh, Liam, will you be will you be happy or have similar dulcet tones on uh, tomorrow morning with the Chiefs playing? Well, some, my boss has just booked a meeting in at nine thirty tomorrow, oh, so I was. I was doing well until I got that message. Yes. So yeah, but we'll see. The game probably depends on how my tones are going to be tomorrow. But uh, you basically just called us YouTubers. So that's like the best job I've had in my life. So <laughs> yeah. what a great start! A great start to the season for me. So I'm happy with that already. Yeah, YouTubers. My God. Um... <laughs> Let's move it swiftly on. Like I say, we'll be uh, the content we'll be bringing you throughout the season. We'll be previewing and call it, uh, kind of looking over all the live games. So your Thursday night football, excuse me, your Sunday night football and your Monday night football as well. And then uh, kind of on the on the Sunday slate, so your six pm games and your nine nine o'clock nine twenty five games. We'll go. We we'll kind of cover those as a blanket. Give you our best bets for uh, total points, best handicaps, and touchdown scorers uh, as well. And then kind of like I say at the end, we'll kind of give you an, an overview of what we kind of fan, what we kind of like. But all the games that we do go through, kind of give you you know what our thoughts are what our angles of attack are from a betting perspective and i suppose going swiftly into thursday night football um obviously already been uh a lot of I'm not going to say like fantasy despair obviously a lot of people who would have uh, draft drafted travis kelsey in the first round of of drafts uh over the last couple of weeks and yeah again this time yesterday it was it was unlikely he was going to play you know um yeah rumour is now that he is going to play uh, but let's have a little look at what Thursday Night Football the opening kickoff has in store for us uh, yes yeah, so we've got Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Chief obviously travelling to Arrowhead Stadium minus six and a half was the line it is now four and a half uh, obviously with the back of Kel- I assume the Kelsey News uh, moving it a couple of points there so uh, two at five if you want to back Kansas City Chiefs just to win the game over under there is 54 Liam I'll start with you obviously you are the uh, the resident Chiefs fan. Um, any updates or any any word from your perspective on Travis Kelsey? And ha- does that kind of change how you, you know? Obviously, we've had a line change. Does it change mm. your opinions or how you're going to attack the game with Kelsey being in and out? Yeah, the line dropped to six pretty much immediately, which is obviously what the line they wanted to set it at. If you know what I mean, from a bookie's perspective. But then obviously people have just backed it in now to to four and a half. So. Um, 
Yeah, I think the line's obviously way more favourable if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted about the Chiefs. It doesn't get you through any key numbers. Um, but uh, for me, in terms of the Kelsey scenario, um, I don't want him to play because I just don't see the point in risking it. You know, when someone's that age and knee injury, it's going to be two weeks max and we've already got 10 days off after tonight. So, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. play him. But all reports are, obviously, I'm not Ian Rappaport, but all reports are... Uh, that he probably is going to play now is what seems to be coming out of uh, of Kansas City. The words I think they used on ESPN today were, oh, sorry, on NFL.com was he's got no pain today. So I'm just like, and he's going to push them to play. So I'm like, okay, well. There's cortisone, there's cortisone injections do wonders, don't they? Yeah. That's what we have for I'm not sure you have it in your bones there. It's more of a muscle where cortisone isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We never know. He's getting older. Maybe there's other things. But um, so, yeah, for me, it's not really changing how I would bet the game i think it probably just opens up more avenues for like other players if you're a prop better uh because i looked because i um, did a, a piece for this and i looked afterwards and the props for the other players haven't changed loads if that makes sense like kelsey because he hasn't been fed out he's still on the list and his props have either been taken off or just left there at the same price because they were like what's the point we may as well leave it short and no one will bet on it anyway so I feel like if you think he's not going to play or if he plays, it limits snaps, but you think the Chiefs might score a lot of points, do a lot of things on offense, you've got opportunities there to, to, to back other people props-wise. So I think that's probably my view on Kelsey. In terms of the game, he obviously is the yeah, best, one of the best players in the league, best on, on offense outside of Mahomes for the Chiefs. But yeah, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, after a bye of seven months, like Adam said, I think it will matter on third down, but I don't think it will matter in terms of like, they're going to score 20 less points. I think they'll still be within a similar range of, of points, just maybe not quite as efficient as you'd like. Yeah, and I, th I think just a, my kind of two cents on the Kelsey thing, if he doesn't play and obviously they're leaving the, the props up as they are, obviously you've got some, you know, how 10 targets to, to go around somewhere. So, you, you know, you, you might see Jared McKinnon get an extra few check downs or he might line up somewhere else or, or whatnot. And dare I say, maybe Clyde Ebersolaire as well might get an, an extra a snap or two, yeah. <laughs> an extra snap or two. But, uh, yeah, you've got guys over the middle, like Justin Ross, Richie James, you know, those kind of periphery players that might get again on the field a bit more because they might have to change it up a little bit. But uh, again, if he if he does play, uh, I'm not overly sure. Uh, again, I'm not overly sure how, if you can back anything Travis Kelsey because you know we, he's just it might be just um, hearsay. It might be just you know, lip service. We say no, yeah, going to be on the field, going to be fine. He might be, yeah end up being being a decoy. Generally, isn't yeah. going to be. But um, yeah, I, I just I think when you've got such a key cog to the yeah, outlook of this game, it's, it's kind of a leave alone for me. I did like, um, I like Kansas City at minus four and a half now, uh, six and a half. Again, not really moving too much for an evil. And like you say, it's not a key number, but I do, I do think, um, I do like unders for some reason. I'm not quite sure why 52. Hmm. Again, I, I, yeah, I, it just seems to be that's what that's just my gut feel. I don't really have necessarily anything to do with that because I think Detroit will score as well. So, um, I, I can't see that, that both teams will be cagey or, you know, Jared Goff's played in the Super Bowl, so he's not exactly going to be overawed by a opening night kind of at the Chiefs type thing. But, you know, you can do fewer. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, Adam, what, what were your, your thoughts on the game? Uh, well, yeah, I've got a few numbers for week ones with the Chiefs and with uh, the Lions. With Mahomes, the Chiefs have been involved in 66 points, 66 points, 54 points, 62 points and 65 point games in week one of the season. And the Lions with Jared Goff, uh, obviously only two seasons, 74 points and 73 points. So um, I, I think will not be under. taking the under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, that's, that's an under I will be avoiding, to be honest. But um, 
No, it obviously should be a cracking game. It should be uh, full of offense. I do think the Lions are in a decent spot with uh, Chris Jones missing out. Obviously, the pass rush won't be as strong as it normally would be for the Chiefs, and the Lions have got one of the best defensive lines in the league, so they should give Goff time. Uh, they're not exactly stacked on wide receiver, though, behind Damon Rasso and Brown. Um, it's kind of bit-part players. Marvin Jones is back, though, which I quite like, obviously. Former Bengal, I quite like him as a player, and he knows... He, I, I was going to say he knows the system, but he didn't play under Dan Campbell, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and obviously, Jimmy Gibbs is one to look for. Um, I know that we're... Well, I personally am kind of hot on him for pass-catching this year, so over three mm-hmm. and a half receptions is one that I quite like, so... Yeah, it, it should be a cracking game. I'm looking forward to getting up for it. Um, and I don't really have any say on winner or total, to be honest. Obviously, I'm leaning Chiefs and I'm leaning over, but they're, they're not bets that I'll be making, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So without spending, don't obviously spend too much time on it, but to give everyone there listening or watching on the on the YouTube uh, some kind of indication of some prizes. Anytime touchdown scores, Travis Kelsey 10 to 11, Pacheco 5 to 4, David Montgomery 11 to 8, Amon Ra St. Brown 13 to 8, Jameer Gibbs 9 to 4. These are best prices that I found. Again, these were early on today, so I don't know if there's been any changes. Uh, for some bigger prices, Sky Moore 12 to 5, Clear is Tony 3 to 1, Sam Laporta. Again, you mentioned there the lack of pass catchers for Detroit. He's 7 to 2, so it might be a bit of interest. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes fours. I watched Jared Goff. Jared Goff's twelves. Um, obviously, with the, the Travis Kelsey news, always what happens is everyone clamors to the yeah. Your your this is your wheelhouse, Adam. Clamoring to the second and third tight ends. So Blake Bell sixteen to one. Noah Gray, uh, whose name is escaping me at the moment, on the uh, two ish. Oh, there we go. See, um, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're kind of anytime touchdown scorers. Uh, yes, I I agree with you, Adam. I, I like all the Jameer Gibbs uh, kind of stats. I, I think we've got a bit of a there's a bit of a bit of value there for, for Gibbs. If you want rushing receiving yards at seventy four point five yards, three point five receptions, thirty eight point five rush yards, but that thirty one point five receiving yards could look really stupid in the morning, um, and that, that's kind of where I'd be attacking it. And David Montgomery, uh, I, I quite fancy them to. to to have, obviously, they've got a really good offensive line. I think they'll be able to run the ball. And I think over 12 and a half rush attempts for Montgomery is also decent. Uh, 52.5 rush yards is, is his line as well. So uh, before we move on to Sunday Night Football, then, Liam, I'll get your give us a, your favourite spread, your, fa- your your total and your TD score. Where are you, where are you going? Um, so for this game, my I would go Chiefs four and a half. Um, agree with you that's a better, better line I am with Adam that I do lean the over I won't bet the over just in case all it takes is one bad first quarter and things get, and yeah. kind of kill you on that so I won't yeah. bet the over personally but that's where I would lean out the two uh, anytime touchdown scorer um, Tony is what I pick so three to one uh, he's going to play he's obviously not going to play loads of snaps because they won't want to risk him in week one but I think those are the exact sort of snaps he will play is those high leverage third downs kind of massive punt returns if we're losing and then in the red zone um, but my best bet for this game is Patrick Mahomes three plus passing TDs uh, from Sky Bear. I think it's six to five. Um, he has had three passing TDs or more in every first game of the season. He's had three passing TDs more in every game where they've had more than seven days to prepare in his whole career. So, um, yeah, I just think he, regardless of Travis Kelsey, he's going to get three passing touchdowns. And I just hope there's no uh, three, I don't know, Clyde was a one yard runs to kill me. <laughs> But um, yeah, I expect it to happen. I I always bet it when it's a plus price and you'll get to week 10 and the bookies will swap it to, to four to five. Mm. Happens every single year. So whilst it's a plus price, I just think it's the, the bet for me for, for tonight. Liam, leaning to the stats there, Adam. Uh, yeah, for tonight, Jared McKinnon, five to two um, on 888 is the best price. And 
Um, as I mentioned, Gibbs, uh, you can get over three and a half receptions at even money on Skybet. It's um, uh, 20 to 27 on Bet365. Uh, it's, it's something like 8 to 13 on Paddy Power. So, yeah, even money at Skybet is a fairly decent one for them. Love your stuff, and I'll round it off. David Montgomery, anytime touchdown score 11 to 8 with 888 is my favourite bet. Uh, I'll go on an island and I'll go under 52 and a half because I'm boring and I don't like I don't like nice things. And then I'll say, I think <laughs> now now it's Kansas minus four and a half. I'll take that. But I think if it, as when it was six and a half, I, I would I would have been quite happy to take to to pay the juice a little bit and have plus seven on the Lions because I think they'll keep it quite close. Uh, I don't know why. I just got cut feels, but maybe because I just want to be a contrarian and I'm because I'm a knob. But there we go. Moving on <laughs> to <laughs> moving on to we've got Sunday night football. Oh, here we go. This is going to be lots of fun, isn't it? Sunday night football. <laughs> New York Giants are traveling to. Oh no, sorry. New York Giants are hosting Dallas. Uh, they're three point uh, underdogs. Uh, four to seven for the Cowboys. Eleven to eight for the Giants. Total points here over under forty five. First year, Mike McCarthy calling plays. Um, Pollard and Barkley, obviously, are your favourites to score a touchdown. But, uh, Pollard, 10 to 11. Saquon Barkley, 21 to 20. If you had to pick one, Adam, who are you going for? Oh, obviously, I'm going to Saquon. I, I, I don't, I, I don't not, it's going to be a double negative. I don't not like Tony Pollard. <laughs> I just don't like him <laughs> for anything. Betting or fantasy-wise, to be honest, I think he's been massively overdrafted and I wouldn't be surprised if he lets people down. I don't want to be negative entirely, but that, that's just my opinion. Uh, you ask for an opinion. Uh, Dallas, have, well, Dallas always let everyone down. Just, just, well, jump, that's just true. buy a that's ticket, true. jump on the bandwagon, just hop on behind me <laughs> and just let's just ride this roller coaster so, out. <laughs> we should all be used to it. But uh, no, I, I, I do like Saquon. I've always liked Saquon. And uh, obviously he may well have... His usual the three uh, like fifteen lots of two yard runs and then one ninety yard run, but that ninety yard run is good, <laughs> and uh, that, that's about it really. So yeah, for me it'll be Saquon over Pollard if uh, they're my two choices. Uh, in terms of the game as a whole, um, three points is that's fairly insulting to the Cowboys really. I think the Giants obviously massively over overperformed last year, and I think they'll come crashing down a little bit this year. Uh, they don't really they've not added that much. The offensive line is okay. Daniel Jones is okay. Davin Waller is obviously a big help in the middle, but other than that, it's a lot of slot receivers. And I, I do love my boy Darius Slayton. Um, he is my bet for this game over 35 and a half receiving yards. That's like two receptions for him because he is the downfield threat for them. Um, but the Cowboys, they, they've done they've done a good job in, in the offseason. Obviously, bringing in Brandon Cooks tends to hit a 1,000 yards no matter where he goes. Obviously, adds um, a bit more and Michael Gallup coming a year off his ACL now should be pretty good. Um, I, it, as I say, I'm, I'm just not a believer in Pollard being able to do the main running back role. I know he showed it last year for long periods, but I, I just, until he does a full season for me, I can't really be all in. But yeah, for me, I'd, I'd be leaning Cowboys to cover the three points and uh, I wouldn't be touching the total. But yeah, that that's uh, my way on this one, which is mildly positive on the Cowboys for first time ever i think liam yeah it feels weird that the two non-cowboys fans are the more positive ones about the, <laughs> the Cowboys <laughs> normally on this part um yeah in terms of the game i'm not i don't think the spread's bad because i do think the giants coaches staff is very good and uh i know dan quinn is a good coach but it is the better coaching group yeah. compared to the cow the, compared to the cowboys so i don't think the spread's miles off i think it started off at three and a half earlier yeah. in the week as well so i think that's probably about right um 
yeah, overall, I think the Cowboys are a much better team. <laughs> but I do think that the Giants could come out and and start well and, and score early. So I think there's going to be some points in this game. So I'd probably be back back in the over from a points perspective for me. Um, I will also bet Dallas because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl to uh, lose to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So um, I've got to stick with them for a few weeks until Mike McCarthy kills me. Um, and for this pod, I decided to look up. So take away the last year in Green Bay, the six years before that, they called more passing plays on first and second down as a team with Aaron Rodgers than every team, basically, except for two in that five-year span. So I'm hoping he throws it and the offense is still good, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> but I did want to add that I completely agree with Adam that Saquon Barkley is much is more likely for me to score a touchdown. But that's some irrational Saquon Barkley love there from, from college in his first two years in the league. But yeah, I think it'll be a fun game. I think Dallas will win the game. Um, but I think it'd be quite high scoring, to be honest. I, I could not be more opposite to you. I think this is going to be a crap, really <laughs> bad, really bad game where it's just going to be flags after flags after flags, bad play calling, Mike McCarthy tr- tr- thinking he's clever, thinking that he's the best thing since sliced bread. Brian Dable is <laughs> going to coach him out of the park. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be something like, a, I don't know, 21-18, 21-17 type game. And you know, like you know, when it's a low scoring game like that, give me the underdog all day long, especially when it was three and a half. But I, I do like Giants plus three. It's it's at it's at MetLife. Um, and I just think that the Giants will start a bit better. And I, th- I think I, I just think it would take a couple of drives for McCarthy. And I know he's been there a couple of years. Um, obviously, this is Kellen Moore's not there anymore. And I think that would be just a lot more run orientated. I just think the script for the play is just going to be three and outs or, or you know, trying to just be too stubborn and, and, and keep to the run the ball kind of mantra. Uh, I just don't think it's going to work. And then that's so I think it would just be, they'll be 10 points down for the majority of the game. They'll get a field goal. They'll get a touchdown or something. They'll, they'll spark something late in the fourth quarter. And then something stupid will, will probably happen. But um, yeah, give me the giants on the handicap. Give me the under. Uh, and I also <laughs> like, I also like Darren Waller two to one uh, anytime mm-hmm. touchdown scorer. Daniel Jones has actually been absolutely peppering him uh, in preseason in camp and all the rest of it. And um, I'm not quite sure there was, there were rumors or there were, whispers going around that Stefan Gilmore might follow him around like he did with Kyle Pitts last year because it's, you know, it's Darren Waller. He's, he's the only player they got. So kind of buy into that a little bit, but I think Darren Waller uh, will will have as, as many receptions as you as, and and targets as you, as you like. The one prop I do, I also do really like, going back to the Sequin Barkley, uh, kind of Tony Pollard, uh, not necessarily matchup, but uh, Sequin Barkley over 19.5 receiving yards, I thought was a bit low as well, considering that style of offense and considering how many fair, you know, few pass catches they've got, you know, just dump a few off to to Saquon Barkley. He can do that in one go. So in, even if they're in kind of catch up because they're being blown out uh, by 14, 20 points or whatever, if the Cowboys, you know, establish a lead, you know, how how many how big a gap do you always see between you know the secondary and the um, and the, the defensive line? Uh, and I think he'll just do a few swing passes out or something, and he'll get a few yards. So that's that was kind of my uh, my favorite bet there that I've, I've picked out. Yeah, Daniel Jones loves to throw it to him, particularly as well. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. mention um, my best bet. It was Dak under 13 and a half rushing yards. Um, we spoke about it before, didn't we? That the injuries changed him and doesn't yeah. run as much. The, the worry with this is it's kind of one run that could kill you. Yeah. But you have the benefit that if the Cowboys win, which I think they do, he could also kneel, which is a loss. So Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm just hoping he doesn't have a 15-yard run, that one-off that he has every six or seven weeks that's going to kill him. 
How, how many times do you see it like a team has a third and 15 and the quarterback just does something and just gets the 15 yards? But yeah, like I say, obviously the Neil's, the Neil's working in favour, but that obviously means that the Cowboys have to win, win the game. Well, there was, well, actually, yeah, judging by Mike McCarthy, we'll probably kneel down on a loss. So, I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, what do you make of, uh, speaking of Adam's um, tight, me and Adam tried to do this last year with tight ends. Dallas always throws to tight ends. Obviously, I know it's different OC now, but... Um, Dak loves tight ends. I'm thinking Schooner makes six to one. That's what I'm like. I know Ferguson's there. As yeah, well. he's, he's yeah he's come back to practice mm. and he's done he's done a few a few little bits. I, I really yeah Jake Ferguson I like at seventy two. Um, I thought I think he'll be one that's a lot shorter come a couple, a couple of weeks time. But I, I haven't looked at any props for Ferguson or Schoonmaker, But um, Schoonmaker's more of a blocker. Um, yeah. So I'd expect Jake Ferguson to obviously run most of the routes because he's he's not a blocker at all really. But uh, Jake Ferguson seventy two is not a bad uh, not a bad bet for me. But yeah, I wouldn't put anyone off uh, screen maker six to one because you know Dallas have a history of throwing to second, third, fourth string tight ends. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, I tipped up Sean McCohen last last year and he came in the week after I, I tipped him up. So <laughs> it does happen. And uh, the, the Giants don't mind that either. Daniel Bellinger's ten to one at live score bet and nine to one at more more mainstream lines. Uh, yeah. William Hill has nine to one. Uh, Bet three six five has four to one on him randomly. So, uh, big difference in uh, a lot of prices this week. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, but it did take a couple of weeks before they all kind of align and don't want to don't want to be out on an island on on certain bets. Uh, let's finish off on our live games with an absolute belter on Monday night football at New York uh, New York Jets uh, versus a Buffalo two and a half points here uh, plus two and a half here for uh, for New York Jets. Sorry, I get the graphic up there. Eight to eleven for Buffalo outright. Five to four the Jets. Obviously, Jets have had the uh, the hard knocks hype or the hard knocks bump over under here is forty six point five. Um, I don't usually stay up for Monday Night Football, but this is an absolute belter to to kind of stay up for, and obviously a lot of fantasy implications as well with all the players that will be on show. Uh, Liam, what are your? Obviously, you've got Rogers. The Rogers effect. I mean, yeah, you you have this game last year. There's no way the New York Jets are anywhere near the Buffalo Bills in terms of handi- handicap spread. So obviously, yeah, Aaron Rodgers had a, had somewhat of an effect. I'm not sure you'll get Adam to admit that. But is it more to do with Aaron Rodgers, or is it more the stacked roster? And yeah, you know, what do you do? You think the bookies are begging you to take Buffalo here with a 2.5? I think for the spread, it's more Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because. Bookies use like power ratings, power rankings, based in terms of roster strength, um, and he'll have a massive key on that, especially compared to last year. Because like Zach Wilson's number, whatever number system they use, he'd have been awful. Whereas Rogers, obviously, is going to be a top, at worst, top ten in their numbers. Um, so yeah, I think spread wise, the reason it's not six like it would have been last year is probably just purely Aaron Rodgers for me, because I think the roster was similarly stacked last year. Um, they've got a couple more players now that maybe they didn't have last season, but. I think overall, that's that's more of a, a Rogers thing. In terms of the spread, yeah, I think they are begging you to to take Buffalo here. Um, I've had this many times from a Chiefs perspective, where like Mahomes are favoured on the uh, road by two and a half, and it's like, oh, they could easily lose. It's a good team, and like it's like normally that star quarterback wins those big games. And uh, for me, I just think it's begging you to take the Bills, and that's what I'll be doing, taking them. I I, I don't want to go overs on three primetime games but i am uh so i'm going over as well i don't think there's gonna be many games this year that involves the bills that won't go over because i'm not a big believer in their defense so i do think josh allen's gonna have to score a lot of points to win this game so yeah i like the bills on the spread like the over um i think it'll be a fun game uh it's crazy there's two games in a row at metlife on sunday night football yeah i saw that because i was doing the graphics Mm. for this and i thought no surely surely that's not right yeah first time in history 
um, that they've they, they've ever done that. Uh, or as Aaron Rodgers calls it, Jet Life Jet Stadium. Life, yeah. That's the uh, that's the new name. In terms of my best bet, yeah. it is just it is just the spread. <laughs> I've just gone with uh, I've gone with Bills minus two and a half. There is some good lines out there for like Allen rushing. There's some good kind of touchdown lines as well. I don't mind the first half over as well because Bills normally come out quite quick. But I've just gone for the spread because I just think Buffalo and Josh Allen are, are too good. Even though I like Rogers more than the next man who's about to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, de- de- definitely Bills minus two and a half. I didn't realise it was coming un- under three now. So yeah, they, the Bills would be. Yeah, they might be better. They might be pushing us to play that one, but that- that's the side I'm definitely going. So thank you. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just a cringe machine, and if he's doing jet life and all that stuff, it's not doesn't surprise me. Um, obviously, they are the Jets are stronger than last year, and obviously, all last year was based on their defense, which is still going to be very good. Um, but I do, I do agree with Liam completely on the Bills' defense not being as good. So, Josh Allen, we know can put up points in divisional games. We know that he'll do what he needs in divisional games against. Uh, familiar opponents like this, so I, th- I think it, I think I do agree with the over as well. Um, I do like Damian Harris for this one anytime touchdown. Um, in the preseason, James Cook got the majority of a drive, and then Damian Harris came in and stole a goal line touchdown. And I think that's probably the way it's going to work for the Bills this year. I do like James Cook as well for most of his props, both rushing and receiving. He is um, a pretty decent um, pass catching back, and yeah, I, there's. It's probably more frequent than I think it is, but having two running back brothers uh, on opposing teams is probably uh, it doesn't happen all the time. So that'll be an interesting one for Dalvin against uh, James and a nice uh, nice me up in the middle of the field, I'm sure. But yeah, I, I I would like to say I'd get up for this game. I will intend to, whether it happens <laughs> or not, I don't know. But um, yeah, it should be it should be a good game, and I I think for me, I obviously I'm not a believer in the Jets this year, so it'll be interesting to see whether I'm right or wrong or I know it's probably a little too early to judge but um it's it's one of those it's kind of um it's a yeah it's it's an, it's a weather vane game I'm trying to think of the word but I can't it's one of those games that's going to tell you which way uh, things are blowing in the for the jets so um yeah I I personally think the bills will handle them fairly comfortably but it'll be very interesting to see Give me the Jets. Give me the Jets plus three. Uh, I've also gone over, I actually also gone over 46 and a half on this one as well. I think out of necessity, because I think the Jets will score points because Buffalo's defense is, is not good. So I, I, I can see a scenario where the Jets go 14, maybe even 17 points up in this one. Uh, and then Josh cool. Allen just. Um, I'm not seeing that. I am calling it now. <laughs> I am calling it now. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and I can just see Josh Allen pulling something out of his backside and, you know, maybe nudging it by one or two or, um, you know, late in, the, late in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, give me the Jets plus three, give me the overs. And uh, for me, t- touchdown scorer wise, uh, I'd probably take, if you're looking at New York Jets running backs, if you, let's say, if you think the, the Jets offense is. He's going to kind of have their way with the Bills' defense. Uh, I'd probably prefer Dalvin Cook over uh, Brees Hall on, on any time touchdown. So uh, go through some of the players here. Stefan Diggs, 13 to 10. Brees Hall, 7 to 5. Same as Garrett Wilson, who's uh, also quite light for any time touchdown scorer. Dalvin Cook is just a tad over 6 to 4. James Cook, 2 to 1. Josh Allen, 2 to 1. But Gabe Davis, 9 to 4. Damien Harris, 12 to 5. Alan Lazard, 13 to 5. 10 to 3. Bigger bar the rest. Um, 
yeah, Randall Cobb fours, McCobb and fives, yeah, Tyler Conklin fifteen to four, which yeah, depends on uh, on what you like. Is there any anything else on Monday Night Football? Did everyone do their best bets there? Uh, yeah, yep, yep. Did it? That'd be stuff. All right, then. Well, that's all the live at games out the way. So let's get on to kind of your the Sunday or the Sunday slate games. So first up, guys, we'll take a look at handicaps. I will scroll them uh, across the screen. There they go. Um, so yeah, we're not going to cover every game, you know, step by step, but we'll kind of give our best one that we like and the reasons why and whatnot. And then if there's any any anything of note, so if there's a weather game or if there's a other injuries or something, we'll obviously mention it and see how that's that's changed the line or the perspective on, on what we're betting. But we're starting off with handicaps or spreads, whichever way you want to call it. Adam, we'll start with you. What's your, your favourite um, your favorite handicap for week one? Yeah, best bet is uh, Eagles minus four um, at the Patriots. Um, it, it's even been backed up by the fact that Bill Belichick has split up with his long-term partner. Um, he's going to be listening to Olivia Rodrigo banging out uh, all the practices this week, uh, just in a pit of misery, I'd imagine. Um, so you, for me, you've got you've got the best best team in the NFC coming to face the fourth team in the AFC East. I, I don't think there's any way that Eagles aren't going to dominate this game. Obviously, yeah. we saw last year they started off by destroying teams in the first half and then letting it sit back in the second half. But yeah, four points for me is far too short on this one. Um, I don't see anything really positive about the Patriots. And the Eagles are fair. They've lost a couple of bits in the on the defense, but they're essentially the same team they were last year. So, yeah, I, I think the Eagles' roll and minus four is is very good for me. Yeah, I think one of the New England, I think one of the guys on the offensive line for New England is a bit dodgy or a bit uh, a bit dinged up. So, I think that defensive line rotation for the Eagles is just going to overpower uh, Gillette, um, New England. And Gillette isn't isn't the Gillette of the Tom Brady area. No, no, I don't think anyone ever really goes to to to. Gillette Stadium and be worried about the Patriots. Now, I know that Bill Belichick, obviously, is, like you mentioned, he's going to be a bit sidetracked this week, but they usually always scheme something decent up and, you know, to neutralise, you know, their best weapon or, you know, how they come, the team plays the game. But we saw from Philadelphia, they can play the game two ways. They can run the ball or they can throw it through the air as well. So, uh, I, yeah, fully agree. That was my next best uh, in terms of uh, in terms of handicap spreads. But, Liam, what, what have you gone? What's your best uh, handicap for week one? Yeah, that one was my second best one as well. So Adam's yeah. done. Uh, Adam's done well. Um, my best bet is it a best bet? Is it a jinx? Find out on Sunday. You, it's uh, a jinx. It's purely a jinx. You're you're just doing this to annoy me. <laughs> you you <laughs> don't believe in this one at all. I've got the Bengals minus two and a half. Uh, I only lost four, three best bets all last year, Adam. So you should feel some level. Here's, here's one. <laughs> it's just it's just so that he can he can say all day on Sunday when Murat Felsons and hopefully obviously you guys are watching there or anyone in the surrounding area as well obviously come and join us. He just can just poke him in poke him poke him in the shoulder all all game. So yep, yeah, yep, yeah, told you. Bengals, yeah. Um obviously Joe Burrow's playing. Um so that's a benefit. Uh, I think the offense is far too good. Um I think Deshaun Watson is not just a bad person, I think he's a bad player. Uh, I don't really believe in the Browns' defense. I think Jim Schwartz is an upgrade, but he blitzes far too much for me. And I think you try and blitz Joe Burrow, and good luck. I think you're just going to get killed. So uh, I would have took this at four and a half, five and a half. I think uh, I don't like the Browns, and I just think the Bengals are are far too good. Obviously, a good defensive coordinator there that's very good at similar to. Oh, actually, I don't want to say similar to Andy Reid, but he's good with time and uh, he's had all summer to think about how he's going to impact Nick Chubb and how he's going to impact Amari Cooper uh, on, on those long bombs from, from Deshaun Watson. So yeah, I think the defense is good. Offense will be great. The only thing that kills me, I think, is if there is some 
kind of re-aggravates that calf injury. Um, and as a Chiefs fan, obviously, it's a slight win there. So I'm I'm not going to be too upset <laughs> if, that, if that happens. You're yeah. happy either way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I would have took it at four and a half. I just think they're far too good for the Browns. And everyone tells me, Adam, Josh from the full 10 yards as well, Browns often beat the Bengals, but I don't care about Not that. this time. <laughs> Different game this time. Different <laughs> game. And I'll be there cheering, cheering them on in Felsoms of Adam. Uh, and if they concede a touchdown, I will be angry at Adam directly rather than the team. So there we go. <laughs> Jim Swartz. Jim Swartz was, he was the Detroit Lions coach, wasn't he? was he? the big dude. He was the, um... Yeah, the big dude. Oh, Eagles the, DC. It was, was the Eagles DC. Yeah, I remember. He was and they won the DC. Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember his his face on the side. I God, I hated him as a Dallas fan when he was on the side. Big fella, <laughs> big Jesus. fella. God, I hate, I hate James Hodge. I was going to um, mention um, just another spread though. Was um, I thought that the line for the this is bad to say the Cardinals eight and a half for Week One too much for uh, for me for Ron Rivera Washington team that's quite quite conservative and I also think that the 49ers should be favoured by more than two and a half in Pittsburgh so I just want to mention those two as other, other ones that I fancied yeah San Francisco one's interesting obviously Nick Bosa uh, signed a contract and he's finally remembered how to open the door to the facility so obviously all's well there in San Francisco now that, that's it it's an interesting one that one because obviously Pittsburgh is is not an easy place to go to you can yeah Hmm. Pittsburgh have been the, one of the better teams in the preseason. I know Adam doesn't like Kenny Pickett and doesn't. Neither do I. Yeah. So, but it, it, from from if you're a handicapper, if you're a bookie, that one that one would have been even like when I looked at it, it's a hard one to try and try and price up. But yeah, yeah. San, Fran San Francisco weren't. Yeah, San Francisco weren't that great to begin the season last year. Were they? They, they, they had that washout. Was that last year when they had that washout game against Chicago? That they it, was, it was underwater. It was. Yeah, you, yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of avoided that game straight away. Yeah, but they struggled, yeah, they struggled early on last year. Yeah, they didn't have McCaffrey either. No, no, they didn't. Um, Saying that, I, th I think the Steelers have got a good chance. So I, I'm not, I'm definitely not backing the 49ers at the price. No, I don't like 49ers either. But there we go. Um, my favourite one, I think, it's absolute standout. Uh, Seattle were minus five, and it's just minus five and a half now. But um, so, yeah, I don't know what kind of power rankings they've given the Rams, but this is going to be one of the, the you know, especially with the cup injury and obviously he's been ruled out for week one now. This is going to be one of the, bo the bottom three teams in the league this season. They've got no defence. Aaron Doddle was just sitting there or was just standing there like, um, was it Will Smith in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? <laughs> Will there's Smith nothing, in the middle of the nothing, room. There's nothing else around him uh, on the on the defence. And Matthew Stafford, um, his, his obviously health has, has been a bit up and down the last year or two. Obviously, he's, he's won a Super Bowl, so I'm not saying he's resting on his laurels, but when you haven't got your best mate there and Cooper Cup and your, your next man up is Van Jefferson, no, no disrespect to Jeff Van, Jeff Van Jefferson, but you're not Cooper Cup, and I don't really see how... The, the Los Angeles Rams are going to score many points in this because I really like the Seattle defense, Tariq Willen and all the other guys that they have there. Um, they're kind of, I'm not saying that they're, they're the second coming of the Legion of Boom, but um, I really like what they've kind of, they're building or rebuilding there in, on, on, the, on the defense. And they played quite hard last season. Um, and I just think Geno Smith showed that he can, he can take total advantage of of the the depleted Rams defense. They've got DK Metcalf. They've got uh, Lockett, and I think J JSN is going to uh, is expected to play. But yeah, mm -hmm. then the one-two punch of Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Uh, they've got a decent enough offensive line. And like I say, Geno Smith can make plays uh, that that he needs to, to to cover the five points. I thought, you know, I like you. Yeah, <clears throat> I would take a touchdown here. They should be a couple more points uh, favorites because they're even at home. 
Uh, and again, CenturyLink is, is again, not the, the fortress it was a couple of years ago or back in the Legion of Boom days, but it's not an easy place to go. And the Rams, like I said, don't have much faith in the Rams this season. I think that that line looks a bit short to me. So uh, Seattle minus five uh, is my favourite there. Um, yeah, let's that, move on. Uh, that, that was my second best. So, yeah, I, I fully agree with that. And, yeah, I, I agree up to anything up to six and a half, to be honest. Um, and uh, Lumen Field. I believe Lincoln. it is. Oh, not, is it, not, oh, is it, not Central Link. Link. Is it Link? Was that, um, oh no, Lincoln Financials, the, the Eagles, isn't it? Clink went back, yeah, the Clink went a couple yeah, of years Lincoln. ago, but obviously it is still, and I believe it's Char- Charbonnet as well, actually. So, uh, Carbonet, all over it like Charbonnet. Uh, yep. Let's move on yep. to total points. <laughs> Liam, we'll start with you. Yeah, I've gone for the Panthers and the Falcons game. Uh, second lowest total of the week, so 39 yeah. and a half. This, um, this shocked me, this line. Yeah, it's, it's a low line. So I, I do my own numbers as, just for fun. And uh, I think mine came out at like 43 and a half. So four points yeah. difference. Yeah, I won't yeah. find I won't find many worse than that throughout the season. Um, obviously, early on, it is tricky because they have to try and price things that they don't quite know. Uh, and I know the Panthers have got injuries on the wide receivers. I still believe in, in Bryce Young. And I just don't think the Falcons' defense is good enough for there not to be a random 40-yard pass kind of coverage issue that causes... LaVisca Chenault to score seven points from nowhere and then a couple of field goals and like the Panthers are already at 13. So, um, yeah, I, I would have took this at probably 41, 42. Um, but yeah, 39 and a half. I just think Bryce Young's good and the Falcons have got very good weapons and a good play caller. I quite like Frank Reich, the coach of the Panthers. So, um, yeah, I, I think they'll both be pretty good offenses against one good defense, one bad defense. So I think that makes more than 39 points, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I can't find uh, the one thing I did want to look in this game was Jonathan Mingo receptions. I couldn't find anything um, anywhere. But like I say, with all the uh, wide receivers going down, I thought Jonathan Mingo line might be a bit low. If it's two point five, I'd definitely be going over that as well. But they've only got um, Miles Sanders and Bijan. I love Bijan Robinson, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Bijan Robinson. Uh, we'll get to touchdown scores in a minute, so I won't talk about that now. But yeah, no, I, I agree. When I saw that as under 40 uh, between those two teams, I know it's the NFC South and they're not the two greatest. Uh, you know, Desmond Ridders obviously has got some critics to answer as well, but the gut feel was that it was a, it was a bit a bit low there as well. But I've called I've called off a little bit on Carolina um, this season, so be interesting to see. That's that's a kind of sit and watch game uh, for me, Adam. Yeah, you've gone for the second lowest. I've gone for the second highest of the week, and I'm still going over. Uh, Dolphins at Chargers, obviously. Last year, uh, Dolphins started off on fire. It's over 51, which is obviously quite a high title. But yeah, with um, Tua playing, uh, with Tyreek and Waddle, and their multitude of below-average running backs, I think the the Dolphins are going to put up points. And the Chargers, obviously, Justin Herbert got paid a gigantic amount um, over the summer. And we know the Chargers are always going to score points. We know the Dolphins are going to score points. So it is a high total. It is over 51, but I still quite like it. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I like the defences in in that game, but um, they are two high-powered offences. So they can say they can score 75-yard touch, yard touchdowns from the first line, the first line of play from scrimmage. So, yeah, that's a leave alone for me rather than a, a lean either way. Austin, Austin Eckler at 1-2 to two is terrible odds for uh, any time touchdown, but uh, that, that shows how much the bookies think there's going to be scoring as well. Cor- yeah, correct. Uh, what I've gone for, uh, I've gone for a bit of leap of faith here a little bit. Uh, 45.5 <laughs> points over in Minnesota, Tampa Bay. Um I know that we said that Los Angeles Rams defense is um, a, a whole bunch of not a lot, not a lot there, scarecrows in the field. But I think the uh, 
the Minnesota Vikings is just as bad. And I think um, Baker Mayfield is going to come out and be a bit, you know, big Charlie balls and saying, yeah, yeah, I'm playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. And, you know, here I have one good game and then be crap for the rest of the season. But <laughs> I, th- I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will score a lot of points on the Minnesota Vikings. And I think we mentioned in our one of our, in our kind of NFC North preview or even last year, you know, this, the, the Minnesota Vikings, obviously adding Jordan Anderson, I know they lost Dalvin Cook, but I don't really say anything that matters too much. Um, this team can put up 30 points when it, you know, seemingly at will. And they did so a lot of times last season. So I think there's going to be a, a cheeky little shootout here. Uh, in Minnesota, I think it's in, yeah, it's in Minnesota, so it's in the dome as well. So, um, mm-hmm. I, ju- I just fancy it's just gonna be one of those crazy cross conference games that you know, I don't think I, I think Tampa will, will play with a mantra this season that they haven't really got anything to lose. Certainly, Baker Mayfield will, will be like because this is going to be his last mm-hmm. starting job, and let and, you know, kind of similar to to Geno Smith a little bit. So, I'm not exactly saying that you know, he's going to be a re- resurrection of Baker Mayfield because I don't think he's that great. And, um, you know, once he started doing those at home with Baker Mayfield commercials, that was the kind of the end for him, but um, yeah, I Todd, just think Bo- Todd Bowles, you got to watch out for Mr. Run the ball on every second and 10 known to man that's the the worry I, I was going to ask you a question how many points do you think for you to feel happy like on the day like if i could say the bucks get x amount of points for you to go over what was it need to get to do you think for that bet to win uh i well i think tampa were about 21 24 nice okay and then you just I think need they'll the get, i think they'll i think they'll get to 20 so you just need 27 about 26 from yeah i mean there is, there is slight, yeah i mean i like the, the tampa bay defense a lot but I think I'm not. I'm not quite sure how they'll play this year, and I know that sounds stupid. But you know, when you've got the difference between Tom Brady at quarterback and the, and, and Baker Mayfield, you, I'm not mm. saying you're going to play any different because you still get paid the same. But um, I, I don't know. Again, the Tampa Bay defense could be an interesting one to watch, one to watch because you could get maybe a slight edge there if like, they're not really giving a, giving a crap or you know if they're shutting people down, especially in the, like the divisional games like they usually do year after year. Um, it's it's yeah. one to watch for me and kind of for, for, for my notebook. But I think first game out, Minnesota Vikings at home, they'll score a lot of points. But I think that defense is not going to be stopping anyone. So I think Tampa Bay will put up okay. 20 plus. So I quite like over 45 and a half there. Uh, the honorable mention I had was under 44 and a half in Denver and Las Vegas. I think they're both bad teams. I don't see having much improvement in Denver with Sean Payton, especially with, I don't know, I think Judy is probably going to play week one, but it's look, he's a bit up in the air. But um, essentially, it's just Courtland Sutton there at the moment. And I don't really think we're going to get much of an improvement from last year from Denver. And I, I don't think Las Vegas are any, any good at all. And even if they are, I think the Denver defense is the best unit of the four uh, offenses and defenses in, in this game. So I just don't fancy either team to get to 20 in this one. I think it'll be a putrid uh, I was going to say a minging game, but then I was just nearly vomited in my mouth. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was my uh, honorable mention. I don't know if anyone's got any honorable mentions before we get to touchdown scorers. I didn't mind the under in the Pats Eagles game, 44 and a half, just because Bill Belichick is still, even if he's upset. Maybe take some of his anger out of his single life now on the offense for the Eagles. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to win the game or anything like that. But he could call up some some good kind of schemes there because he's always done it. And I just don't think the Patriots offense is very good. So I don't think they're going to score many points. Yeah. I think 44 and a half is a little bit high for that game for me. Fair enough. Okay, everyone's favorite touchdown scorers. Let's get that on the go. Um so we're going to just go through best touchdown scorers, one each, and then some honourable mentions. I'll kick us off best t- touchdown scorer because I think this is the only time you're going to see Bijan Robinson as odds against to score a touchdown in an NFL game, five to four. Um, I just think 
I'm surprised he's not odds on, to be quite honest. Um, he's going to be, I know they've got Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and, but Desmond Ritter's the quarterback, and they're just going to hand the ball off and give the ball to Bijan Robinson. Okay, yep, got him. Off you go. Do what you got to do. Um, and then hopefully, obviously, Disports is into the end zone at some point. But uh, yeah, obviously, they've run the ball a lot. Uh, I don't mind Algier as a kind of a backup. I haven't got the price in front of me, but um, I'll maybe find that out. 10 to 3. Thank you. Um, yep. that's, mass- that's a massive price. And I say I'm not, I know, I think Brian Burns was in pads this week, uh, which obviously is, is good for is Brian Burns still, Carolina. Yeah, he is. Yeah, um, yeah, we might hold out for a contract though. So he said, Well, oh, okay. Well, no, I just saw him yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, like I say, they've run the ball a lot. And I think those two uh, could be fairly profitable this season, uh, especially like I say, Desmond Ridder. Uh, you know, he's not a great quarterback, and Arthur Smith will just run the crap out of the ball. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is the only time you'll see him odds against so he's he's my easy touchdown scorer for, for this week adam my, my favorite one in that game is actually michael pruitt to 22 to 1 because oh, you know uh, random tight ends <laughs> this is how it works he scored four touchdowns in 10 games last year it's, um, it's a hell of a hell of a return um my my one for this week apparently is antonio gibson at nine to four i i wasn't drunk when i wrote that but um that's what i've gone for <laughs> Um, no, I like it as well. Just like because it. they're playing the Arizona Cardinals and the Cardinals are going to be absolutely terrible this year. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there was something in preseason about, there is every year about Antonio Gibson, but yeah. this year I believe in it. With um, <laughs> with with your boy from the Chiefs, is obviously he's there now as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, they should at least be a little bit, like, he, what's, what's his name? Sorry, I've completely blanked on his. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I completely blanked, sorry. Um, yeah, with him there, he must have learned something from Andy Reid. And if that is giving his running back uh, some pass catching near the goal line after you spread out the defence or after you've cramped the defence, then then go for that. Yeah, 9-4 to four, I thought was pretty good odds for Antonio Gibson. You know, I don't do generally even money shots. So, yeah, I thought that was quite good. 8-8-8 uh, eight, uh, eight, eight, eight sport. Liam? Yeah. Apparently, the enemy likes him as well. He's a very chief seed type of player rather yep. than the Ron Rivera running back. So, yeah, that's yep. a good bet. Yeah. Um, I've gone for some heart and some odds with this one. Um, I've gone for Odell Beckham Jr., 21 to 10. Mark Andrews has got an injury. Um, I don't know if he's going to play or not. I know he's, I think he was limited, didn't practice yesterday, but could be limited today. So he might play. But um, yeah, I just think they're going to pass the ball loads. They're against the Texans. I actually think the Texans' offense could be quite good this year, but I don't think their defense is going to be as good as some people think it is with their new additions. So yeah, I think Lamar's going to throw it around all over. Odell Beckham was elite for the Rams in the red zone. That was like the one thing that he kind of did as well as he's ever done before he got injured in that Super Bowl. Um, I think he's got a touchdown as well in that Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, I just think that he's their main weapon if Andrews isn't fit and Lamar's going to throw it a lot. And I didn't hate the odds either. Uh, I checked as well. The last time in the Super Bowl, he was nearly evens for a touchdown. So I'll take the uh, 21 to 10 in, in this game and uh, hope he doesn't get injured after one drive and kill the bet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, yeah, uh, just some honourable mentions for me in that same game. Justice Hill, fifteen to one, I thought was pretty decent. I think um, Gus, the, uh, Justice Hill, got a lot of run or got quite a yeah, decent amount of run uh, in the preseason, suggesting that he might be number two and Gus might be maybe even struggling a little bit with <clears throat> with injuries and whatnot. He's obviously getting on in age as well, but fifteen to one, I think you can do. Say if this is a case where the Baltimore Ravens just run up under the score and blow them out, Justin Hill, Justice Hill, garbage time touchdown, fifteen to one. Uh, I thought it was quite big. 
Uh, some other ones I've got down here, Jahan Dotson, 11 to 5, Calvin Ridley, 2 to 1. I, uh, he, you will not be seeing him at that price very often. Uh, Calvin Ridley for the Jags, uh, been tearing it up in preseason. DK Metcalf is just a nudge under, 6 to 4. Chris Godwin's 5 to 4, Mike Evans, 9 to 4 for the Bucks. Like I say, I think they'll be a high-scoring team uh, in week one. So they're the two guys. Um, I think, again, I think they're quite big. Miles Sanders, 2 to 1 for the uh, for the Panthers. Jonathan Mingo in the same game. Let's see, he might be the only wide receiver that, that is... is Fit and healthy on on game day. He's eleven to two. Uh, Kate Otten nine to two for the for the Bucks as well. So I'm going back and forth. Jaden Reed nine to two. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson been struggling with injuries this week. I thought that was quite big. And then finally, Damian Pierce. It, I, I seem to I, I seem to think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns in that Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. I think I've pretty much named every uh, every person apart from Isaiah Likely. So Adam will probably take, complete that full house for me. But yeah, Damian Pierce, eleven to four. Uh, he he's going to be as close to a three down running back. I don't think Singletary is going to do much there. Uh, and I think he's a bit of value. Obviously, not the greatest of matchups against Baltimore, but eleven to four for a guy that's getting most of the most of the touches. Again, got CJ Stroud, rookie quarterback, uh, running back is their best friend. So um, I thought that was quite big as well. So yeah, I know I rushed through those. Uh, Roshan Johnson as well, eight to one for the Bears. Uh, I thought it was a good one. Oh, that's a good. Place. How many bets have you got on for Sunday? <laughs> um, I've got a few. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Start as you need to go on. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I'm weekly pay, so I'll um, I'll be getting on mine tomorrow. I've only yeah. got I've got a Trixie on, Trixie on at Paddy Power at the moment with big shots. Um, it was ten to one for Cole Turner. Um, the I'd say backup for the Commanders, obviously against the Cardinals again. And uh, my boy, Dearness Johnson, he's he's a new one of my boys. Uh, now he, now he's at the Jags. He's not at the Browns. He's seven to one to score for the Jags. He, he's a good running back. Um, and if if they don't bother rushing in Trevor Lawrence from the one yard line, if they don't give it to Travis Etienne or <laughs> Tank Bigby, uh, then then who knows? It, it could be uh, Dearness Johnson seven to one. I just thought it was too big for him. Um, and then yeah, I do quite like a few of the ones. I'm I'm surprised that Miles Sanders is as high as that. So um, I will definitely be getting yeah. on Miles Sanders at that price. I need um, Tim or Josh to create a graphic that just says Adam's boys and just this list of these <laughs> random lads he, he, he likes to do as well. Uh, one bet we didn't mention: um, Lions and Chiefs twenty points each was evens. Um, Virgin had it at two to one boosted earlier, but they took it off. I don't know if it's going to come back on or not, but Skybet's got it as evens. Uh, I just think that's a good bet for for an even money uh, shot. But I haven't gone heavy on the uh, touchdown scorers like you guys, so I'll, I'll just take some of yours off you and bet that on Sunday. Yeah, I mean my my, my main touchdown scorer bet is um, is the Dotson Ridley um, and Bijan treble. I can't remember what the price was of that. I think it's about eighteen to one. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. that is huge. Um, so I mean, you can even do that in a tricks if you really wanted to get uh, get two in, and you get more than you made back. So, um, yeah, there we go. Week one is in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Like I say, we'll be back. Every, we'll be back here every Thursday live on the socials at fourteen yards at Touchdown Tips on Twitter. And as we are, as we have now self-proclaimed YouTubers, as we tell the show, you can find us on YouTube <laughs> at fourteen yards as well. So please give a subscribe, give a give a five star, and all the rest of it if you uh, if you like anything. If we managed to point you in the right direction and like i say if you are around in birmingham on sunday you know come and show us what bets you got on come and have a, have a laugh with us at felson's in birmingham uh sunday uh, 6 p.m sharp make sure you head over to fourteenyards.co.uk first so to get your ticket is free entry um there'll be loads of prizes being given away during the night i know there are dozens already coming and join us uh, so hopefully you guys are one of them but yeah thanks for watching i say we'll be here every week um so yeah 
if you like anything or want to see anything added please do let us know in the comments or on twitter or dms or or whatnot anyway but uh, yeah hopefully we can win you some quiche throughout the season uh so we will see you week two see you later <laughs>